0: If we can connect the dots and uh, bring about a change uh, that was previously thought either impossible or not even thought of, to me that really sort of is that that innovation.
1: Hello innovators, I'm Todd Wyant and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast sponsored by Applied Software. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Samir Merchant. He is the head of product for Autodesk Construction Solutions, and he leads the product development and delivery efforts for Autodesk site construction and pre-construction product portfolio, which includes BIM 360 and PlanGrid. I'm excited to talk to him about all the new and exciting product offerings Autodesk rolled out during Autodesk University. Welcome to the show, Samir.
0: Thank you, Todd. Good to be here, and uh, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and. We were just putting the pieces together beforehand of uh, another fellow Atlanta guy, uh, right. a tech grad. So very exciting. Always fun to talk to in Atlanta.
0: Always fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so before we get into all the AU stuff, how would you get into the construction industry? Yeah, that's a great
0: question. Um, you know, so I've been a technologist for over twenty years. Uh, you know, since I, I graduated from from Georgia Tech, uh, and I've done you know a number of different. Um, Uh, things along the the journey, you know, uh, ranging from uh, security systems to um, advertising systems to consumer and uh, tech. Um, But one of the the things that has always sort of drawn me uh, is we as technologists, you know, uh, seem to love solving problems that are a little bit glamorous, right? Uh, And many times when you look at at industries like construction, you don't often hear about the technology that goes on behind uh, making a industry-like construction really hum, and, and for a, a, a large part, you know, when we, when we ask why that is, uh, the answer we get is, you know, that industry is not really adopting technology. Uh, and to me as a technologist, it's always been the other way around, which is, uh, we as technologists have not been able to create just the right value proposition and the right tools that allows the industry to embrace technology. You know, we, we see mm. everyone in that industry use cell phones like everyone else, right? You know, they they yep. consume uh, mobile devices and everything on mobile devices, whether it's social media or games or entertainment or, or productivity applications, just like everybody else. So if you have the right value proposition, you know, people are gonna in- embrace your, your solution. And so to me, it was always a challenge as to why you know, some of these industries that are lagging behind in terms of adopting technology why have we as technologies not been able to crack that now? And that's when, you know, through that sort of you know, uh, analysis, that's when I came across uh, this company called PlanGrid uh, and you know, through some mutual connections, got to know uh, Tracy Young, who was the um, founder and CEO of PlanGrid. Um, and one thing led to another, and you know, uh, you know, as this conversation progressed, uh, I knew that Tracy had the vision to really change and really bring technology to the forefront for this industry and really build tools that resonate for that industry. Uh, you know, she found a very similar sort of um, mission in, in in sort of what I want to do next. And as that connection happened, you know, I, I came on board uh, with Plan Grid and, and that's how I really got into uh, the
1: construction technology space. Interesting. Yeah. Love hearing that. Uh, so Autodesk has stated the, their commitment to making collaboration simple and, and helping AEC teams remain resilient, especially during this year. Uh, so during AU, you guys rolled out Several new product lines going into the space. Yeah. Wondering if you can share with the listeners, you know, what they are in and what you guys are up to with Autodesk. Absolutely. You know, one of the big
0: themes for us, and this is something that we we first unveiled not this AU but the AU of last year, um, is this idea of connected construction. Again, you know, our belief is that in order for uh, technology to really have an impact on the construction industry, whether it's in terms of improving efficiency or, um, you know, removing rework or uh, improving the ability to create more sustainable, you know, construction, uh, connected construction is, is super critical. What we find in the in, in the industry is that uh, a lot of the tools are, are you know, uh, sitting in a silo, you know, the, the whole sort of data layer is completely fragmented. Uh, And that creates this fundamental challenge of keeping data in sync across multiple systems, creating duplicate entry, et cetera. Right. Um, And, and when you look at, when you analyze some of the root causes of what goes wrong within a construction project, all this comes down to the fact that you are working in silo data uh, that doesn't, you know, really talk to each other. You're working with workflows that don't really connect with each other. And so Mm -hmm. the, the big, uh mission for us is really to deliver on this this idea this vision of connected construction this is something that we talked about you know not like i said not this au but the au uh you know before that uh, and this year at au we really wanted to take that ball forward and really deliver the products that embody this this concept of connected construction so the products that we announced at autodesk university uh specifically autodesk build autodesk quantify and autodesk BIM collaborate really deliver on their promise of connected construction by bringing together the best capabilities that we have within our portfolio, connecting them together in order to enable seamless data flow between all of these components and a cohesive user experience. And that's really sort of the crux of what we we announced uh, at Mm -hmm.
1: AU. Interesting. So how are you guys able to kind of better leverage that data to allow firms to achieve those better results? What does that workflow really look like?
0: Yeah, sure, you know, and, and before we sort of talk about some of those workflows, you know, the first thing to, to emphasize is that the data needs to sit in a common data environment, right? And, and this is sort mm-hmm. of the, the central place that is, is the hub uh, where data flows in and flows out of, right? And, and our common data environment is anchored by Autodesk uh, docs. And so what does that mean? You know, it means that when you are designing Uh, and you're using one of our authoring tools, you know, whether it's Revit or as, you know, Plan 3D or Civil 3D, uh, all of that data, all of those models that you create, all of the specs that you create, all of the drawings that you create, they flow into this common data environment. And from there on, uh, the common data environment becomes a space that allows all the organizations um, to collaborate. So as a design firm, you may be you know, creating this design, putting it into this common data environment. And again, you don't have to do that sort of manually. It's it's already fused into our authoring tool. So as you save though, that information, it's sitting in the common data environment that creates this collaboration space where other organizations come in. Now you can start doing you know, very sophisticated things like automat- automatic clash detection. And as you detect those clashes automatically, they can turn into issues automatically, right, based on certain policies. And those issues show up not only in the cloud environment uh, that we have, but also in the same authoring tool. So that creates a, a connection. You no longer have to create issues in one place and duplicate another place and keep data manually synchronized. Now that same right. information, that same design information as it goes through the approval process and is ready to be consumed on the job side for construction, you can go into that common data environment and publish from this common data environment that same information out into the field. So whether it's, you know, the specs, drawings, models, those can be easily published in the field. And as architects start revising that information, as new, new information comes to light and start revising those, those design, you can again very easily transmit that into, into the job site so that the job site is always working from the latest information, right? They don't mm-hmm. have to double guess whether the information that they're consuming is the right information and right. you know as they start consuming that information as they start you know again creating let's say you know issues those issues can be consumed again in the office in the same environment and turned very easily into rfis and those rfis can be turned very easily into potential change orders that can be sent to owners for approval and as that approval comes in that is transmitted very easily and again seamlessly into into the job site because everything is built on that same common data environment again the emphasis out here is that that entire workflow that i walked you through in the past you would use, you know, four different systems with its own data, and you'd have to manually move information in and out of these systems. And guess what sure. happens? You know, it, you know, invariably something falls to the crack, data gets out of sync, and before you know it, you know, each part of your organization is working from a different view of the world, creating a lot of issues as the construction project progresses.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, what do you think the effect of you know, everything going on with, with COVID this year has really been on that workflow and the need for that connected construction.
0: Yeah, more so than, than ever, you know, because um, you don't have the luxury uh, anymore of being in the same physical location. You have to figure out ways to collaborate when, when you are not in that same physical location, which means that the premium on collaboration just got a lot more, more important. And you can effectively collaborate without knowing that the data that you're working on is the right data. And if you had to you know, keep you know, spending time, keeping data synchronized, um, then collaboration just goes out of the door. You know, the cost of collaboration becomes a lot higher. So especially in, in, the, in, in a COVID uh, uh, world and even in the post COVID world, uh, the ability to collaborate when you're not in the same physical location, that is a problem that has to be solved for the construction industry. And you can not do that uh, if, you're, if your data is sitting in, in siloed environments.
1: The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Uh, so I want to back up uh, a minute. It's my understanding that these uh, new offerings have really been kind of built from the ground up and love for you to speak to how these products were built and what that process looks like for somebody like Autodesk.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the good news is that all of these solutions were built in order to facilitate seamless collaboration, seamless data flow from the grounds up, uh, we actually have all of the technology within our o- overall product portfolio. So, you know, if we had to uh, rebuild all of that, you know, existing capabilities that we have whether on the mm-hmm. BIM 360 side or on the Planned side, or many of other, uh, other product lines, like, you know, Assemble or, or Building Connected, uh, we would have spent many, many years, probably, you know, half a decade, rebuilding all of those capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the more strategic decisions we made is that we didn't want to rebuild any of those capabilities. We actually wanted to just bring that together in, in, a, a, in a common framework, you know, based on this common data environment. So what we did build is this, is this common data environment and a framework. And in that framework, we started plugging in the best in class capabilities from our existing products, and then connecting, connecting them up together in a cohesive experience. Um, and so, you know, uh, that gave us, you know, a couple of advantages. One is like, you know, the advantage of, of speed. You know, like I said, you know, we were able to kind of do that in very, very short order as opposed to, you know, spending multiple years doing uh, years that. More importantly, mm-hmm. you know, for our customers, um, that has a critical benefit, which is um, they've spent a lot of time training their teams on various tools, you know, they've been trained them on BIM 360, some of them have trained them on PlanGrid because we are bringing these systems together. There is a sense of familiarity. So even though we announced, you know, audit as Bill and audit as quantifying Bill Collaborate, when we actually look at those products. There is a sense of familiarity in terms of workflows that they support because, you know, the, the uh, it's built using the existing component tree that comes with BIM 360 with PlanGrid. Um, and so, you know, with that familiarity, it's a lot easier for those companies to adopt those products. And so that part, you know, uh, was, was not built from scratch, but by leveraging existing capabilities. Um, and then lastly, as we continue to improve that componentry in BIM 360 and grid uh, our, our, um, our partners, our customers that are using the new solutions we announced, get the full benefit of those investments we make in those existing componentry, because those are the components that power our unified solution.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, so how will all these new offerings really allow, where that better leveraging of just the, the vast amounts of, of data in that a construction project generates. And yeah. what does that really mean then for the industry at, at large?
0: Yeah, of course. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about connected construction, but the other part of having that vast amount of data is that that data makes you a lot more um, intelligent, right? That data allows you to look at deep insights. So as, as that data comes together, you can really start to look at data from different different angles. Uh, And that deep insight can be turned into action in order to understand what is your risk? You know, as this information comes up, our algorithms analyze that information for our customers in real time and really start Mm -hmm. highlighting risk factors. It's almost like, you know, having a crystal ball that allows you to sort of, you know, look at a little bit in the future to understand where there are risk factors, whether cost risk factors or design risk factors or quality risk factors. So you can mitigate those risks, you know, before it becomes a much larger issue. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one big advantage of, of you know really tapping into that vast amount of information that, that companies have. Um, and then uh, the second part of is that, again, tapping into that information allows you to start looking for ways in which you can automate your your processes. Again, using you know tools like machine learning and, and, and AI, you can start automating aspects of your workflow um, so that you don't have to spend time doing manual tedious work. You can spend that same energy doing other things that add a lot more impact, a lot more value, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the other part that, you know, we will uh, start helping our customers, start leveraging that deep sort of, you know, pool of data that they have in order to start automating uh, and improving their, their workflows. And then the third aspect of this is really that feedback. loop. So as you start completing projects and as you start looking at what worked well, what didn't work well, you can start creating a feedback loop so that your next project can learn from those experiences and can be executed in an even better manner. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. And the industry does that today, but more an anecdotal manner, right? You tap into mm-hmm. the experiences that, that you know, your GCs and your subcontractors, your foremen, your superintendents have. And as years go on, that experience becomes richer. And that's how projects proj- that they work on uh, get, get more uh, robust, less you know, risky. Uh, but you can yep. start leveraging data in order to to do that as well, and create that feedback loop. So those are the three areas where we feel feel extremely excited about how you know our customers, our partners can start tapping into the data.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, one of the things that has been kind of mind-boggling me uh, as of late is there's so much data going on in a, a project, and yet it seems like in the, especially in the the construction side that we don't stop and and take the time to really sift through that data after the project, you know, more than just the financial aspects of it. And so how do you really take that to get smarter and better and faster and more efficient on the next project? And instead of just, did we make a profit or did we not make a profit? There's so much more that you can pull from data.
0: And, you know, it, 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 uh, thought it comes down to, um, too much data sometimes is, um, is really hard to work with. Right. So you want, mm-hmm. to, you want to analyze all of this data, but then surface things that are really actionable, right? Sure. So how do you actually take this vast amount of information and really hone in on the information that is most relevant to a given persona at a given stage of the project? If you can answer that question you know uh, cohesively and comprehensively, you have really tapped into the power of data.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you can very easily. For sure get lost in the in the sea of data so you know having those goals and what you're wanting to measure that's huge for sure uh so how does autodesk build quantify and then bim collaborate relate to the the bim 360 products
0: yeah so um as i mentioned your autodesk build autodesk quantify bim collaborate they really build using the same componentry that bim 360 is built around you know it's the exact same components whether you're talking about the document management capabilities, the project management capabilities, the asset management capabilities, those are the exact same components um, that uh, BIM 360 uses. So a BIM 360 project, when you go into the BIM 360 project, you see all of these different components. When you go into an Autodesk build project, you see the exact same components. Now they have a slightly different look and feel uh, because it's infused with additional componentry from from PlantGrid, right? And, And when you combine those two components, you can now start creating new workflows new doors open up and so those new capabilities, for example, progress tracking is a brand new capability that's part of Autodesk well. that really was, we were able to provide a progress tracking uh, uh, module because we were able to combine the dynamic markup capabilities of PlanGrid with the rich document mm-hmm. management capabilities that Win360 has. And so mm-hmm. as we combine Win360 components and PlanGrid components, these new use cases uh, become possible. Uh, and, but, but, you know, customers that are using BIM 360, they will find a, a sense of familiarity with Autodesk Build because it uses exactly the same components, you know, slightly different look and feel, uh, and, and in our belief, you know, uh, a much more intuitive look and feel as well.
1: What would you say is kind of one of the big main kind of practical benefits of having all the data in one centralized location with this construction management platform?
0: Yeah. And, you know, what, what it creates really is this, this notion of a single source of truth, this idea of a single source of truth. And, you know, when we look at sort of that single source of truth concept, is the data that's sitting in our common data environment connected mm-hmm. with the data that may not be sitting in our systems? You know, because if you look at any organization they have and they will continue to deploy multiple systems, as long as the data there's a, a golden thread, that ties these data elements together and connects these data elements together in a manner such that when those data elements change, that change is propagated through the entire um, system. Of course, in a controlled manner, in a manner that's in compliance with your business policies, You know, with the right access uh, permissions. If you can do that, you create this complete view and a single source of truth. Now, why that is really important is um, the, the first thing is that that single source of truth really avoids. And again, when we say single source of truth, you know, just by connecting the data in a static manner, it's not sufficient. It really has to be that dynamic, so that changes are are propagating. Now, if you're able to do that, um, then you don't have to double guess. You you always know that you're working with information that is the right information you need to work with. You know, it's the latest information, is the information that's you know proof for your for your usage, um, and it shortens the entire um, loop in in terms of. Uh, taking action. So you don't have to wait for information to come in and then you know go hit multiple systems and get uploaded and get synchronized. You don't have to make you know phone calls and our emails just to know whether you're working off the right, right information. So that's one big advantage of, of a single source of code that you know you are rest assured that you're working off the, the right information. The second part of this is that as the the project progresses, that data becomes richer and richer and richer. And we talked a little bit about predictive insights. So as as that data becomes richer, your ability to assess risk becomes even better. And none of this would be possible again if you didn't have that single source of truth. And then, lastly, mm-hmm. as you are ready to start handing over the information that you've collected through the lifecycle of the project uh, into operations, you really need that single source of truth. Without that single source of truth, trying to compile all of these pieces of information to hand over to your to your owner is just not only is it a nightmare, but it's practically impossible. Things invariably Drop through the through the cracks, and then that has ra- ramifications down the road when you start operating these these assets. And so, you know, that again, you know, in order to create a good handover package, you need to have that single source of truth.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned earlier that the the construction industry has kind of the, the reputation of being the uh, resistant to technology change. What would you say to encourage those that have, are using the line of, oh, well, what we've always done is is working, so why do we need to change?
0: Yeah, and you know, um, it's, we hear that a lot. And, and sometimes, you know, and it's, un, it's unfortunate, but what the pandemic has, you know, taught us is that uh, you, need to be, you need to be prepared. You know, what, what continue to work may not necessarily continue to work when the circumstance, uh, circumstances change. Uh, sure. You know, as uh, sort of the, the, the workforce, uh, um, as new entrants come into the workforce, you know we've all grown up um, in, in you know the last you know 20 25 years in a in a digital age and they they want to bring that same you know digital first mindset into their their workspace and so you know the industry has to evolve to cater for for, for that it has to evolve in order to uh, be more resilient to uh, things that may change uh, around us you know things that may be out of out of control uh, out of our control and over and over again you know technology has shown that it provides the ability to deal with these, you know, very fast-paced changes um, and provide a competitive advantage. So, you know, for, for uh, partners of ours who say, you know, well, this has always worked, you know, why, why change something that has always, uh, always worked? And, and that, that's, that's fair, uh, but when circumstances change, you need to be able to adapt to those changed circumstances. You know, when the speed of doing things is much faster than it used to be before, you need to adapt those changes. Uh, and you know you need to adapt not only for for you know your competitive advantage, but because that may only be your, your may be your only choice. Uh, without that, uh, without adapting, you may not be able to deal with the ever-changing world around you.
1: Right. Yeah. For sure. And those firms and, and contractors that are able to to crack the code on the data that we were talking about earlier, they're really able to do that and you know fully you know, see all the, those benefits. They're going to leave all those other people way far in the dust <laughs> that, that are stuck in the, well, we've always done this mentality.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, without with that ideas like, you know, lean construction or, you know, process re-engineering, uh, to create more efficiency, to create more sustainable construction, uh, it's really hard to do that, uh, using the same sort of methodologies that may have worked for you up until now, you know, the outcomes are, are changing, right. And for the outcomes to change some of the processes you use, some of the tools that you use, some of the methodologies that you use, um, they have to change.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's kind of dive back into the, the leveraging the, the data aspect of it. Uh, you guys also rolled out the Autodesk Tandem uh, yeah. as part of AU. So uh, if you could kind of unpack it's that and then how are you connecting the digital world with the real world through Tandem?
0: yeah. So, uh, you know, in a nutshell, tandem is really the representation of what happens in the physical world, right? Now, uh, we talked a little bit about the handover process and, you know, making sure that that single source of truth is uh, comprehensive enough so that it can be handed over for downstream services like operation. Well, the idea is that, you know, if you have that comprehensive data set and single source of truth, it then enters our our digital twin, our tandem uh, uh, system, and that's how that information gets bootstrapped. Now, it's not just a static piece of information. Yes, that's your current uh, current representation, a digital representation of your current asset. But these mm. assets, they have a life of their own. They evolve, you know, um, things change. You know, you may, your, your needs change. You know, again, take the example of, of the pandemic, you know, offices around the, the world are completely reconfiguring their office space, you know, to, to meet the needs, the new needs uh, in a post pandemic world. They're questioning, you know, is is the office space uh, supposed to work exactly like it used to work before is the work that's going to happen in the office space is going to be exactly the same. And the answer is mm-hmm. no, it's going to be, it's going to be different. So they need to reconfigure now as they're reconfiguring it, uh, in, in a world that does not have a digital replica, imagine the, the overhead and keeping everything up to date in order to understand how these things have evolved, right? So that your mm-hmm. downstream projects can be done with the right, right information. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and so what digital twin really allows us to do is to not only take the, asset uh, at the point of turnover, but allows us to keep that updated as these changes happen in the physical world. And, you know, we're uh, working with partners who have uh, very fascinating technology in, in order to understand the reality uh, in the physical space and then reflect that uh, in our, our, our tandem environment uh, built on top of this common uh, source of truth that we've handed over to the tandem environment. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it really is sort of that real time replica uh, in digital space of what's happening in the physical space. And a big way in which we do that is through, through deep integration uh, with third-party systems uh, to constantly feed us that information so that we can have a truly accurate replica of what's happening in the physical space, uh, have that replica in the digital space.
1: The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Evolve MEP. MEP, construction software for Revit. Evolve's MEP software for Revit makes project collaboration fast, simple, and more productive, which in turn significantly reduces project risk and cost. Born from the reality of a lack of available skilled labor in the industry, Evolve MEP has transformed the MEP detailer workflow. It's time for MEP to harness the Revit platform to offer seamless collaboration like no other software before it. Visit EvolveMEP.com and let them know we sent you. Yeah. So you were just talking about it there some, but wonder if you could dive a little bit more into it on how, why is it important to take the the data generated throughout the the entire project lifecycle and then hand that over to the owners for the operations and have it in a streamlined and and useful way? Yeah. So
0: if you, if you take uh, the commission process, right, you know, um, you know, there may be a, a piece of equipment, Um, that has gone through a safety check and it's, its quality checks as part of the commissioning process, right? Now, part of those safety checks have a requirement on what needs to happen operationally downstream for that equipment for it to continue working at that same level of safety and quality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that information usually comes from multiple different sources, right? It, it comes from uh, the um, you know s- uh, submittal logs that you've created. You know there are certain criteria that you need to satisfy. It comes in through the actual submittals uh, that vendors may have submitted around it, right? It comes through you know uh, certain regulatory requirements that that you have to satisfy. It comes through uh, the checklist that you went through in order to understand what is the exact configuration that you've've you you've set up for that piece of equipment if any one of that piece of inf- information is missing when it comes to operation in the best case you know you're scrambling around to find what what the information was and spend you know countless hours, hours trying to do that in the worst case you may make completely strong assumptions and derate the quality and worst case the safety of that piece of equipment which has you know much much bigger ramifications uh, downstream. Uh, And so that's sort of an example of how without the idea of that connected data, without the idea of that comprehensive, you know, single source of uh, truth of data, your downstream workflows become not only inefficient, but, you know, outright dangerous in many cases.
1: Yeah. Uh, So why do you think this connection point hasn't been done already or the owners haven't really started just demanding it?
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, for, for various reasons, you know, uh, again, uh, a big part of that is that the uh, evolution of the industry from being a largely analog-based industry to a digital-based mm-hmm. industry, you had to make that transition. And, you know, that transition has been happening over the last decade or so. And, and now we're sort of at that critical mass uh, where mm-hmm. enough of the workflows, enough of the um, uh, information that's generated during the, um, the construction process. Is in a digital form, so that's one of the prerequisites. And you know, we hadn't hit that inflection point up until uh, up until maybe last or this year, right? Uh, now yeah. that we've hit that inflection point, some of these downstream workflows are, are, are possible. Um, the second part of that is that even as things were getting digitized, as I mentioned, they were getting digitized in silos, without connecting these data sets. Even though you had the data, even though it was in a digital form, if they, because they were not connected, it became right. less useful downstream. And so that's sort of the second criteria. Uh, that you know we are trying to put in place is yes you know first let's go from analog to digital great we've done that you know that's you know check number one but now that we're digital let's make sure that all of these data sets are connected so that you can actually make use of it downstream and that's the, the journey that we're on right now um, and as we sort of continue to roll out um, you know our solutions uh, we think you know it's going to really really uh, accelerate the adoption of some of these uh, services like digital twin like
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So if we're talking to, to owners right now, what's the, the impact on the bottom line for them?
0: You know, overall, you know, the, uh, the, there's various ways to look at some sort of the impact. Uh, the first thing is that, you know, just during the construction process, um, at the end of the day, uh, if there is a cost overrun, if there is a, you know, a schedule overrun, it really is the owner that is the, the, the most impacted. Um, and mm-hmm. so, as we deploy connected construction, as we you know bring really this power of connected data in a single source of truth, it really has a direct impact on the actual execution of the construction project, which has a direct impact on cost and quality, right? Not only that, but you know when you come to start operating, you know it may take you know several years to complete the construction of an of an asset, uh, but the operation of that asset you know is much longer than the time it took to construct, right? It may take you know mm-hmm. two three years to construct a building, but that building is in operation for, you know, 25, 30, 40 years, right? Um, mm. And if you don't have the right tools in place or the right process in place or the right data in place, the operating cost of that asset gets magnified. And that's another sort of, you know, long-term impact that owners feel as they start offering these assets uh, in in the event of poor data.
1: Interesting. Uh, so if we flash forward to, to next AU, what would you like to kind of uh, uh announce as far as the the trends looking back over the year 2021 of where the industry has moved in uh, you know really leveraging data
0: yeah you know you know at, at next au if we are able to say um that we've gone from a world where you know we have the most comprehensive platform in the construction industry to a world where we have the most connected and the most intelligent platform in addition to the most comprehensive platform for the construction industry that is being embraced, adopted, deployed by a vast amount of, of the industry, you know, I think we would have really sort of delivered on our our mission. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I'm really um, eager and I'm, I'm very confident that, you know, just given the uh, sheer feedback we get from our customers from, from last AU, the work that, you know, uh, my team's been doing, um, I feel extremely bullish that, you know, come next AU, we'll be able to make that statement. And we'll we'll be we'll, we'll have an overwhelming number of customers coming and making that statement on our behalf, and really sharing their experiences on how connected construction has really improved their business, really improved um, you know how they work, really improved the satisfaction of their customers and the satisfaction of their employees. You know, let's not forget that their employees who you know come in and put in that effort day in and day out is are an important constant in this whole equation. And if you if you can improve their satisfaction, the output of what they create uh, will also resonate with with their customers. So I'm, I'm hopeful that as we bring this concept of connected construction and the seamless flow of data, uh, our our customers, their customers and our customers employees will all be able to uh, really talk to the benefit of rolling out you know, uh, some of these tools.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. So how do people find out more about uh, all the different products that got announced at AU? Yeah, you know, uh, there's a
0: a fair amount of material on um, the Autodesk uh, website, you know, definitely um, go check it out over there, you know, um, Autodesk University, uh, all the sessions are are recorded, available for mass consumption, you know, there's over 700 classes uh, as, you know, one of our our, our colleagues pointed out that it, it is pro- probably six months of, of information that can be consumed over there. Um, so definitely mm-hmm. encourage all of you to check out the resources. Uh, both on our website as well as you know, partake uh, the recordings of all the classes that we ran at Autodesk University. That will give you a full flavor of um, all, the, all the good work that has gone in over the last year and, and where we're headed you know, in, over the coming years.
1: Yeah. Awesome. there's a a whole bunch of really good information. I was able to attend a a few of the classes and there's so many more that I, I had bookmarked that I'll, it'll take me my, my six months. So (laughs) it's a good timeline for me then. (laughs) Uh, uh, So last question that I asked my guests is, is what does innovation mean to you?
0: You know, innovation for me is it's really the ability to connect some dots in order to, create something that was either not possible in the past, uh, what people thought was impossible in the past. If we can connect the dots and uh, bring about a change uh, that was previously thought either impossible or not even thought of, to me that really sort of hits that that innovation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll end it there. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show, Samir. Really appreciate it.
0: Like I saw, so thanks again for, for having me and I totally
1: enjoyed it. And now it's time for the Todd takes for this episode. First thought, connected construction is possible. In order to fully realize the promise, we must break down the data silos that exist and bring the data points and systems together. Only when all the construction data sits in a common data environment, will we be able to transform collaboration from a buzzword into true action this leads to the second point it has become even more paramount in the age of covid and work from home because we have had to figure out better more efficient ways to collaborate how are you supposed to effectively collaborate with others if you cannot trust the data you are working on is accurate and the most up-to-date i would encourage everyone to be open and prepared to change the way they think of things The pandemic has shown us the usefulness of being adaptable this year. The industry must evolve and adapt to the fast paced changes that are happening now. So be open to change, even when things have worked well in the past. Good news is there are people and firms doing just this throughout the industry. We have talked to such innovators on this podcast every week. Finally, data makes you more intelligent and allows you to make better, smarter decisions moving forward. Take advantage of that by turning insight into action. Think of data as a crystal ball to look into the future to determine the risk factors based on the past data and then mitigate those going forward. Analyze all the data, but zero in on select points that are actionable for you. This will help you not become totally overwhelmed by too much data. A bonus thought, make sure to check out all the information, resources, and classes offered through Autodesk University this year. It's a great resource jam-packed with content. You have the six-month timeline, like Samir said, to get through it all. Also, make sure to see how all the new Autodesk products announced during AU can help your workflow. If you have any questions, feel free to contact our sponsor, Applied Software, so go investigate. And thank you for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor applied software at asti.com for more information. And you can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is directed by Todd Wyant edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software, 2020.